Moving into week four, the Longhorns get a win across the board. Tarkington moves to 3-0. and Hampshire Finette stays perfect. Texas upsets Alabama. And the Cowboys are buying Super Bowl tickets. Stay tuned to the 590 Sports Show with more to come. Welcome to the 590 High School Sports Show. Covering high school sports in Southeast Texas. Here's your host, Craig Irwin and Toby Tullis. And good evening. Welcome to the 590 Sports Show. Craig Irwin, Toby Tullis, and uh, got our old buddy from down there in Bayou Country, Trent Hart, sitting in with us again once again as uh, we're getting ready for week four. And uh, as I said in the intro, and the Longhorns are perfect. Tarkington, Hampshire Finette, University of Texas. Dude, that was a hell of a game uh, mm-hmm. Saturday night. Yeah, that was uh, something to watch, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I was like, I was super stoked. Well, you know, obviously being a Texas fan, you're wondering when is this? When are we going to get back to the way we used to be, right? Or right. Even better, I guess. And so uh, that was the one thing I wanted to see is, you know, what the defensive front was going to do, what was the O line going to do, because I knew as they move forward trying to get to the SEC, obviously you need to be big up front to compete in that league. And they're there. And they, like, totally, you know, were everything that was hyped about. Yeah. And they pretty much stayed, you know, on that game, on the throttle the whole time. They did. And it was midway through the third quarter. Trent, I'm sure you – did you watch it, Trent? No, I caught the highlights afterward. Well, midway through – yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure you stayed up and watched – you was up early to watch the A&M loss. But <laughs> the – but really the, the Texas game, it was the third quarter. It was kind of back and forth, and it's like – I mean, they were two and three play drives and putting points on the board. And then finally it took that one stop, turnover defensively, and then it, it was a complete different ball game yep. from there yeah, on right. out. So, yeah, you're right. It was a good one. It was. They We're, got a good season ahead of them. Yeah, Cowboy fans. They've. I've heard they've already bought out Super Bowl tickets. <laughs> That's the way yeah. they do things. Yeah, yeah, they do it like that, right? <laughs> yeah, they 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 got the win. They shut New York out. They're buying Super Bowl tickets. Uh, yeah, that this first is half their, was dominating fashion. The defense. Yeah, this is their year. Yeah, this is their year. I've only heard it since '96, but <laughs> they're going to do it this year. Yeah, this is their year. So. Uh, really, I don't watch much NFL football. We we did watch the first half last week and right. uh, or last night, and and it was a it was a good game, good first half. If you're a Cowboys fan, and uh, I'm a Green Bay fan, so uh, but well, I'm a Raider fan, and we got a win, so we're we're one game ahead of Kansas City, so pretty <laughs> stoked about that. Trent, did you watch any NFL football? We don't with NFL football anymore. I used to be heavily into uh, fantasy and. All that good stuff, but uh, a couple of years back, I just kind of uh, lost interest. I feel you. Hey, and it happens. <laughs> hey, there, there's a lot that's went on, and and this is like probably the first year that I watched any NFL football in a long time, and right. and it was a very minute little bit that I watched last night, kind of winding down. But something right. I did watch a bunch of is high school football. Did a lot of scoreboard watching over the last couple of days. Uh, or Friday night, if you will. And, uh, man, there were some really good games. 
uh, in the area. And, and Trent, you're obviously you're on the phone, but uh, I finally got it set up to where Toby can see the screen. Yeah, I'm not looking at a black nothing on the screen there. I actually can see some content. I, well, look, and I got to give credit where credit's due. Rachel come up here and got this fixed for me because I have no clue of what I was doing. <laughs> Had, I'm glad she did it. Had no clue. So she got it figured out and uh, and got it going on. But we did. We had some good games this last week. Uh, I got to call a good one, if you're a Hampshire Finette fan, uh, in Cold Spring. Uh, Trent, you was just right down the road in New Waverly sweating your you-know-what off. Yeah. Trying to do a game over there. Is a, he was in the uh, visitor press box over there, at New Waverly. Okay, and they and they did not turn the air condition on. Oh man! Not not until the last second when I was walking up the stands and a couple of young men were were turning it on. I said, "Did y'all just turn on that air conditioner?" He said, "Yeah, in about three hours, it might be good." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> about time we finish the game, it's going to be good. Is uh is what Trent th- was thinking, and and he was right. On that deal because he, he said his stuff it was like 115. His stuff was overheating up in there. Ooh. Yeah, it was it was it was a, it was a struggle to keep everything running. And uh, but we finally got it going once that sun dipped behind that home field stands. It was it was good to go after that. Good to go. So after halftime, you were good. <laughs> well, not quite. It was about halfway through that first quarter, but it was is uh, everything worked out good. Man, and with Trent going over there, New Waverly, Toby, you and I have talked about this, and and. You know, Rachel and I went down to uh, Conroe yesterday, and uh, that's the first time I've been over on 45 in a while, but God dang, that whole area, Willis, New Waverly, is just absolutely blown up. Yeah. You know, and... and All of 1097 with the big Republic Grand Ranch. Yeah. Come in, that's a big one. The one uh, headed out to Richards uh, on the right. Yep, 1374. Yep. Yeah, so all of that is development, which would be zoned to New Waverly. All between the two schools, or between the two exits in New Waverly, uh, all of that's going to be commercialized. So I suspect that to be the next Valley Ranch there in New Waverly. So that's, they should definitely so better he, start uh, adding on to those schools. That, and that's where, real soon. that's where I was going with this, right, is this – we got new realignment coming up here in a couple of weeks or a couple of months, right? In February, the new alignment comes out and all right. that good stuff. So, with that being said, um, you know, they're going to have to do something. I mean, because I was talking to somebody, I was talking to Elmo um, yesterday, and it's like that whole area, it's like New Waverly's going to end up going at a minimum 3A Division one. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah, they'll bypass that fast. And, and – maybe just be there for two years if they yep. fall into that in this next realignment oh, yeah. and boom, jump up to 4A, 5A yep. or whatever. I mean, Willis is already, what, 6A yep. right now. And and they're steadily growing and haven't yep. done anything to for schools over there. Yep. You know, they're going to be out, outgrowing. Well, they've that. added some elementaries, the younger stuff, in the new neighborhoods in Willis. Yeah, but the high school aspect of it. Well, they've done some things to the high school on that backside. They've added another wing and the big arts department off of uh, 75 there. So they've done some stuff, but I got a friend that's on the school board in New Waverly, and he said they're preparing for it. Good. I, so I'm, that's good that I'm, they're getting ahead of it because really, they don't need to. Yeah, they Which are. Which he develops land. Their company he works for develops land, so he's right in the middle of it. So that it's going to be interesting to see. We, and we were talking about it, and, and Trent, you have a better idea down there in your area. But, uh, you know, kind of at this new realignment coming out, 
you, you know, in, in February is, uh, you know, how's it going to shake out, right? Because Tarkington's growing. And, yeah. you know, um, Woodville, they they kind of hold their true to their they're numbers. Holding the, yeah, they're holding the uh, National Force down over there, I guess. Yeah. All the... I'm even hearing I'm even hearing rumors that Woodville might drop. Yeah, um, they may. Yeah, 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 um, they may. Which is which is blows my mind. But uh, I speak for you know the the schools around here in this area, and you know heading toward Beaumont on this on this uh, east side. Right. Uh, it, it's you know par for the course as far as the growth is concerned. I know Anahuac has just went through. Uh, they're building a uh, an intermediate school, uh, brand new. They started construction last week and. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see to see Interwest move up in classification. Probably uh, not this alignment for, for probably the next two. Right. And uh, you know, you've seen the way Barbara Hills, you know, just <laughs> gone out of control as far as their numbers are concerned. But I expect Dayton and some of them others they're going to continue to grow as well. Well, Dayton's growing as well. There's oh, several big subdivisions going in there on, um, you know, between 99 and back towards Dayton. Several big subdivisions going in over there so uh yeah dayton's one that you're going to put on the radar to grow and uh speaking of dayton they got a win this last week and uh moved to two and one on the season i, I think what we need to do we need to throw that little podcast what we did uh, there in week one when we or week two when we talked about dayton and that kind of got them motivated they must have been listening over there right <laughs> uh, put it in gear yeah they put it in gear and trying to get their wins before they get into district they beat montgomery 39 34 uh, this last week, of course, Montgomery's winless uh, yeah. this season. But um, you know, Trent, what it t- let's talk about that Anawak game over there um, this last week, and and you, did it give you an opportunity to kind of form an opinion and maybe take Anawak off that six seed out of y'all's district? Or you, did they move up any <laughs> any bit in your mind over there after playing New Well, in, in the first half, no. <laughs> no, I was, I was, my, my opinion after the first half of play was, was uh, actually going down. And then all of a sudden they had the best second half of play I've seen them uh, do since, uh, you know, their best half of last year. Uh, you know, it was 19 to 14 going into halftime uh, Friday night. And, uh, you know, they couldn't just get a rhythm. It was, there was penalty after penalty, mistake after mistake. And, uh, couldn't establish the run game. They had a few good passes, but it was just uh, not looking good going into the locker room. And all of a sudden, they come out in the third uh, quarter and start establishing the run, getting getting a little bit of rhythm behind them. And then it was uh, all downhill from there as far as the points are concerned. But uh, the Panthers still had, you know, 14 penalties for over 100 yards, and they were lucky to come out with that win. So forty fourteen was the final down there, and and uh, Wood New Waverly scored them points in the first half. Yeah, it was it was off of two tip balls that were they were very well covered, you know, on the corners, and it just so happened that uh, the the wide receiver, well, it was two different wide receivers actually, you know, excellent con- uh, concentration and and kept their eye on the ball and it just hauled it in and one of them was for 62 yards the other one was for 67 yards and that was their only two scores of the game wow so that was that was off of uh their defense or their offense didn't score didn't score anything of course they didn't do much against Shepard either yeah i figured that pretty, wasn't going to be a, a difficult one for y'all pretty much i mean we i expected the, the score to be a little bit different going in going in halftime 
I think a lot of people do it. And it ended up being a little bit more on the, what everybody was predicting predicting as the final was going to go. But, uh, you know, anyway, I did pretty good at a, you know, uh, collaborative effort on the, on the rushing game. They had three or four rushers that uh, went for 266 yards and about four touchdowns on that. And, uh, through the air, they had 155 yards and, you know, a couple touchdowns there. So, I mean, definitely in the second half, I was much more impressed. And I, I feel more comfortable saying that the Anaheim Panthers control their destiny in this district. Well, I mean, so Toby had to step out for a minute uh, to take a phone call, but you talk about that. You look down at the Buna Crockett game, 24-8 was the final there in favor of Buna, and I, I know you pulled some stats up on that game and uh, with what Buna did offensively. Um, you know, Crockett's not that good of a football team in, this year, in my opinion. Uh, so I sit there and I look at that and I look at what Buna did. They were on the road at Monty Jack Driscoll Stadium, uh, which is which is a huge stadium to go in there and get a win on, a win at. Uh, just a storied, storied place. And one of my favorite places to go do a game there at Monty Jack because they always have them good cookies from Subway. Um, that's one of my biggest things. So you 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 feel a little bit better now about Anawak, you know, moving out of that six seed as you predicted last week. And uh, it wasn't quite. You keep on putting me under the gun with that six seed, getting me in a lot of trouble down here, Craig. Is what you're doing? Yeah, but it's picking up our viewers, <laughs> right? So as long as I can pick up the views, that's what I'm worried about. You know. Uh, well, it definitely it definitely wasn't the six seed as I was pick, uh, predicting. We'll go through predictions next week, right? As yeah. far as these districts are concerned, but no, I do feel a lot more comfortable uh, with Anahuac and the way they played, especially in that second half. I mean, and, it and shows the thing, that they have some versatility. And the thing is, is 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 you put in there. Uh, I forget what y'all score was last week. Y'all played Harden Jefferson. Y'all shut them out last week, right? Uh, so right. Really, if you think about it, in the two weeks that y'all played football, defensively, y'all have not given up any points. That is correct. Outside of those, outside of those two tip balls for you know big touchdowns, that is correct. I mean, they shut them out completely in the second half, and that was the you know, uh, you know, the third half of football that they've been able to do this year to, to shut teams out. And uh, like I said, those two passes, they were. I don't want to say lucky. It was great athleticism to to be able to for those receivers to pull those in. But the defense played ex- exceptionally well, and uh, I'm going to expect them to get better. Right. So, and, and I could pull it up uh, here kind of. Uh, Buna, I, I'd have to go back and look and see how many points they've allowed. And, and that's one of the things that I go back whenever I go to making these district predictions, right? I go back and I look at points allowed, points Point score, points allowed, right? And, and of course, the right. opponent that they played as well. Um, you go through and you look at somebody like Tarkington. They they win big this last week over Huntington, thirty-seven-seven, right? And, and you look at that and you're thinking, man, Tarkington's just really the bomb.com. And I'm not taking anything away from them. Um, Huntington had four or five turnovers in that game. Tarkington had four turnovers in that game. The big thing that aided Tarkington was in the second half opened it off, opened it up with an onside kick, and was able to recover it. As uh, everybody from Huntington, as they dropped their hand and start running, they started retreating back, and they just a little small pooch kick, and Tarkington was able to uh, 
to cover that cover that up. So, with that being said, that's kind of a uh, was a big deal there uh, for the Longhorns there in Tarkenton. But you know, at the end of the day, they're still perfect on the season, and uh, you know, a very poor Huntington football team uh, makes it makes it a little a uh, little deceiving, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Right, and I mean, if you if you look at the numbers in that Tarkenton hunting hunting game, and I've pulled it up here, um, you know, Tarkenton only. I mean, they had a hundred, or they had two hundred eleven yards on the ground on thirty seven carries, and, and you know, their three of those touchdowns, three of their five came from their rushing attack, and um, you know, in year the last couple of years that I remember Tarkenton, they were more of a passing team, and this time, uh, not so much. They were three of eleven for fifty two yards and still had two touchdowns they must have been down in the red zone the red zone for those two but you know i'm, I'm keeping an eye on tarkington you got you kind of have to especially with the record that they're showing no most definitely and, and then the hype that they have around that school right now uh i watched a little high uh i say a hype video i was i was floating around on tiktok and and uh some videos that popped up you know with the school spirit and everything else and and you know whenever you got you got a big student section going, and 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 those guys are on their feet and and really cheering on, and and they help get that get those kids, you know, in in motion, right, and and keep them in that positive aspect, and uh, so that was uh, kind of a big deal, you know, for those kids, and and uh, you know, here they are, they they win thirty seven seven, and uh, got another big game coming up this week, and and uh, against Beaumont Kelly. So uh, it's going to be interesting. It's a game that I'm going to throw in my pickums this week uh, on 590 Sports. Um, you know, until they lose, I'm going to keep throwing them in there and uh, let letting that hype ride as well. Right. I mean, and, I mean, rightfully so. I mean, that's the, definitely up there towards y'all's area, and there, there is a lot of hype surrounding them. I mean, there's a lot of emotion too. I mean, they they recently, I think, had a a loss on their student body and their team too. And I mean, we, we know firsthand down here in Anahuac how, you know, emotional and uh, that can be uh, with our recent losses as well. And I'm sure that there's a lot of, uh, you know, excitement, especially surrounding that football team and the, you know, them being undefeated so far. Yeah, most definitely new coach in there and, and uh, you know, coach belt being in there now. And uh, so, as as the head coach so it, it is it's a um it's pretty uh the atmosphere is huge over there right now uh whenever you think talk about the tarkington longhorns a game that i was hoping toby would get back in here and we can bounce around before we get to it because uh i want him in here and in, in his opinion but uh you know woodville defeated liberty last week 54 17 sealsby shut out needling 49 to nothing Big game that was on there to watch was the Westhorn Stark at PNG. That game was on the road for the Westhorn Stark. And, uh, man, a 26-20 football game in favor of Port Natchez Groves and uh, taking off Westhorn Stark. And, and we talked about that district this last week, and this is another game that I wish Toby was in here for. But he, he'll be in here in a little bit. But, um, you know, that's that's a big deal over there for PNG to beat Westhorn Stark. And I, I'd like to know what their – overall record is against each other because uh i would bet west orange stark is probably on top whenever you look at the those overall records but uh that was a big game down there that i was i was keeping an eye on friday night as i was doing the cold spring game uh franklin go ahead 
Well, I was I was just about to say that you know West Orange Stark was leading that football game going into halftime, I believe. Yes, they were, and then P and G comes back in the second half, makes some adjustments, and uh, able to stretch it out and get it and get the lead. Franklin defeated Dieball, uh 28-13, and that was a game we were all kind of looking forward to to kind of judge where Dieball is. But, you know, Dieball is one of those teams that they don't show their hand until it matters, and that's whenever they get into district play. And, you know, whenever I sit down and I look at these scores and stuff with Dieball, it's really hard for a lot of people. It's hard to sit there and look at and, and think, man, Dieball's really down this year, and that's the easiest thing for people to look at and say, man, Dieball's really down. But Toby just got back in here. But like I said, you know, Dieball doesn't show everything. I think if you go back over the last couple of years and you look at the overall records for Dieball, and I could pull them up here on there on Max Preps for the last two or three years, if you look at that, they start out slow and they peak at the right time. And then really when they hit the playoffs, they're really explosive. You know what I mean? But uh, Franklin getting that win this week, 28, uh, this last week, 28, 13. Hey, we, we held, we held true to targeting. We kept them on the high. Did you, did y'all discuss the targeting? Yeah, we talked about targeting. I mean, the three and oh, you have to talk about them, right? We did. I mean, I mean, in all reality, I mean, they need to be in the mix on this playoff pickums. Well, out of Anahuac's district now, right? I mean, Close to, but let's talk about Orangefield Shepherd. That's right. That's yeah, the one I was going to – that's what I was going to bring up. I waited. If I'm, we're eyeing the fourth spot out of that district, we have to bring up Orangefield and Shepherd. No, you have to. Yep. It's 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 a very relevant game. 35-21 was the final, right? That's right. Shepherd was in that game. And 21 ta- might be more points than they put up yet against anybody, correct? I believe so. Uh, now, nah, New Waverly, they put 30 up against okay. New Waverly, okay. but Anahuac put 40 up. So, okay. Um, so, scoreboard watching. You're, yeah, scoreboard okay. watching, you're comparing that. And that's the way most people look at it, right, right. is whenever they're sitting there scoreboard watching and thinking, okay, here's this and this. And, and, and so, that's what makes it relevant. And, you know, you got you got your people over there in Tarkington saying, "Hey, man, we pretty much shut Shepherd out." And Buna had our Orangefield had had a rough go with Shepherd. Uh, a few differences there. Home game for Shepherd. You know, they're playing at the house, uh, able to put some points up early. Uh, Orangefield comes back, beats them in the second half, thirty-five twenty-one. I mean, I was watching that on, on the way getting to the house. I'm sitting there still watching that game. You're updating. Yeah, uh, trying to refresh the screen and and all of that good stuff and. And, uh, you know, I, I still – you can base a lot, right, off of this is, is where Shepard is. And, and Orangefield shut shut that running back down for Shepard. It was – and I talked to Jason Harrison uh, a little bit this evening, and he was telling me that, that uh, they shut their running back down and their quarterback had to do it all. And, and you know, they keep it in between the – they keep their running game in between the tackles and, and Orangefield – can defend that because they do the same thing right. out of the slot T and and um, uh, you know I was told that they slot T us in the words of Jason they slot T us to death you know yep. Yep. and uh, <laughs> well I said the same thing to you when I was talking to you about that game earlier yes uh, I mean if you look at the numbers for them I mean you see Shepard only had just over a hundred yards rushing uh, between all of their backs and their quarterback because they didn't pass. Um, and then the Orangeville, they had 32 attempts with uh, almost 280 yards on the ground. I mean, and yeah, that that slot is effective, and, and you know, Orangeville definitely knows how to use it. No, they do. They've been running that program much like Franklin, been running it for a hundred years, or, or or Liberty Hill, even. You yeah. know, they've been running it for so long. They're 
they're they're storied and that's what they're known for and if they was to come out with something else you'd be like i mean if yeah. they come out with a pro set offense just one time you're yeah. talking about everybody was like whoa what are we seeing well, yeah what the heck yeah. just happened here are we are this somebody jasper done slipped in here or something you know what that's i mean right. it, it's just not something that, that you you uh you think about you know uh so that's i mean it's really going to be hard whenever you're picking whenever we sit down this next week and and, and you try to put your top four teams in district nine and district 10 whenever you look over there at district 10 it's as of right now it's going to be hard to figure out yeah. who's going to be that four spot is it going to be targington or is it going to be orangefield right Right. And everybody will and, find and out it, next obviously, week. Obviously, Tarkin and schedule favored them. Obviously, that's where you want to set yourself up with going in a new direction. Yes. But at the end of the day, they did what they're supposed to do. Yes, they so showed they, up. They are 3-0. and And so, when you've got momentum behind you like that, you could thump somebody off. Yes, And easily. I'm not seeing big numbers coming from a lot of these teams out of that district over there. They're just not pulling away. Not at all. From any – I mean, you had it pulled up while ago. I mean, Buna and Crockett. Yeah. So, if Buna's – the head hunting that whole district over there they obviously didn't run away with the, the game against crockett right so either crockett's better than what i thought or buna's just had a bad game or not as good as what they should be i, I don't know i mean and that's just us looking at scores and numbers and that's what makes it interesting when it's time to pick who's yes the top four it does and i'm working on pulling it up so you can't throw out Curryville. <laughs> No, yeah, you can't. I mean, you, they, they put yeah. down Corgan Canyon 56 to nothing. Well, yeah, but Corgan's well, struggling yeah. for a lot of Corgan's offense. Not what they used to be. Corgan hasn't yeah. put a point on the board yet this year, yeah. and we're going to be yeah, in. Cor- I mean, we'll so be we in. got three weeks coming up at Cold Springs. We go Corgan, Huntington, Crockett. Yeah. That's our next three weeks. So, well, well, let me if, run away with it. Yeah, we got a tough road ahead these next three weeks. We do. So everybody really needs to watch scoreboard, watch at least, and see so where it comes. Shepherd has Hempstead this week, and I think that's a game Shepherd can win. I really do. You do. I, th- I think Shepherd's going to be able to win that game. It's on the road in Hempstead. They've beat them the last three years they've played. Um, I feel like I feel like Shepherd can get that win. So they lost last week to Orangefield. They beat New Waverly, lost Tarkton, lost to Orangefield. They'll be two and two, and then go into district play against Crockett. That's a game that you look at it with the Shepherd Pirates, and you think because we don't really know that much about Crockett except for they're winless, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they played some a little tougher opponents, right? Kirbyville beat Crockett this week, this last week, so. It's going to be interesting yeah, to see. It'll play out the next yeah. after two or three more weeks. You'll get a better feel of that. Yeah. Well, we got to have a feel this next week before yeah. this next week. Yeah. You know. So Shepard going to going over there to uh, Hempstead. They should get that win there. And we ain't even talked about Palestine Westwood. Mm-mm. Ain't even talked about. They're it. kind of going north on their schedule. They're playing these Kemp's and Palmers and all yeah. of these schools a little more north and. I don't have a lot other than they're winning these games and they're winning by margins. They got New Waverly this week at home. They got New Waverly? Yeah. They'll have New Waverly this week at home. Then they're on bye week. They should definitely win that game. And then their first district game is against Dieball. Yeah. So, it's going to be – We're not going to know until we get a district on them. Yeah. We're not going to have – I mean, we know what they have and what we think, but I don't think we're going to get a true reading. Us. No. Because we don't – I don't know a lot about the Palmers and your Kemp's and some of those. Right, yeah. 
So that's going to be our telltale on them. Who does Anahuac got this week? They got St. Augustine. They got St. Augustine. At home. Okay. St. Augustine at St. home. St. Augustine, they won this past week. Um, don't know a whole lot about them other than what we saw last year. Right. Fully expect Anahuac to, to take care of that handedly. Probably just a guess. Right. Well, I picked them in your pickums over there at Anahuac Sports Live. I, I picked them to win, so y'all better win. You better win, yeah. <laughs> Dude, a game, a game that the score doesn't show a win, but me as a broadcaster and a fan, I, I felt there was a win. Hampshire Finette at Cold Spring, thirty to eight, was the final there last week, and and um, you know we talked about it last week where. Splendor was able to uh, expose Cold Spring secondary, right, and uh, get some, get some, uh, create some space, and uh, was able to uh, put a couple touchdowns down. Hampshire Finette did that in fine fashion this last week, and and man, that kid, that Bryson kid at quarterback, super poised, uh, really fun to watch. Throw the ball, threw the ball really well, and it wasn't just to one guy. He he used multiple receivers throughout the night. And uh, made made some really good choices with the football. I think Hampshire Finette turned the ball over one time uh, not, in the game. Not many. And, we, we had a stop on the goal line down there when they got the safety. Yes. And we stopped them that there. But, no, I, I think what we saw was exactly what we called. I mean, yeah. right? I think I had them at 14 beating us. Yep. You had at 21. You didn't calculate the safety. I mean, it, it was – I mean, they. I mean, we did. I, we didn't do bad. I mean, I thought we held their run game very well. Yep. And was, I think their passing game. I mean, we they didn't beat us over the top really a lot. No. What they did is we didn't get a lot of pressure on their quarterback, which enabled them to have to make the plays draw out deeper down the field, and so they yep. were hitting us for thirty and forty yard gains at times. Yep. On the the hitch routes and your you know your curls and things of that nature and. and when you've got four good receivers that – good baseball playing type receivers yep. uh, and a good quarterback, and that's what they did. And and offensively, I mean, if you go back and look, they get the – we win the flip, I think, and we let them have the ball. Let them have the ball, yeah. And so – They had a big return. They, set they them had up a big at, return, set them up, and they probably went six plays, pass plays, some runs in between and score. Yeah. We get the ball. I think we had a five-yard gain on first down. Second down, we had a third-yard gain. Uh, third down comes up, we're offsides, backs yep. us up. We couldn't make up the deal. We had to punt. They come back, what, seven plays, seven scored plays, again. Scored so, again. Yeah. six minutes is gone, and we're down 14-0. So, at this point, we're having to match them play for play and hope we had a turnover. And in all reality, when I got to really look at the game, I felt like two times. There was one time – uh, Xavier Roberts was on our side, number seven. Yep. They threw a long ball to the he corner, went. and he could have picked that ball, I felt. He had a good shot at picking yep. it. He jumped and he early. jumped early, so that got by us. And then there was another one on our sideline about the 40. It was a deflected ball. Yep. And one of our DBs had an opportunity to put their hands underneath the deflected ball. And that was really, other than that, they pretty much yeah. did what they had to do. Now, the most – I'm going to tell you, you're going to think I'm crazy, but the, you know what the most impressive part about that entire game was for me? What? Two penalties. Yeah. Two penalties yep. all game long. Yeah, you're right. It, it, no 15-yarders. No, no, it wasn't bad. Uh, Matter of fact, that's what I went and told Coach Stanley after the game. I, I was able to get cleaned up and downstairs yep. before he got off the track, and I went and told him. I said, look, I said, 
wasn't a win on the scoreboard. I said, but it was, it was a win on paper because of the penalties. He said, man, he said we worked on it all week long. Yep. He said we really they did. cleaned up a lot of the penalties. I thought offensively we made big gains. I mean, yep. at the end of the day, I think it come down to them being a ranked nine team in four A, and yeah. and not taking anything away from them because they're going to do good things in four A. Oh, they gosh, got a yes. great quarterback and they got great receivers. Uh, and, and they did well, but we just were just unmatched when it comes to not being able to cover. On You'd have to cover them on the hill. You'd have to damn near play man coverage yeah. probably, but you're going to need to get a lot of pressure to make that quarterback get happy feet and get rid of it. So, because if not, they're just they're, they get you in space. And, I mean, it's hard to, for five DBs to cover within a 40 or 50-yard radius. I mean, right, it, and that's what happens. So my question to you is, Hampshire Finette, in Trent, Hampshire Finette beats Cold Spring, moves up from nine to eight in the standings. Okay. Jasper loses to a private school mm-hmm. and drops out of the top ten in the four A standings. What's interesting about that that Jasper? So you, you know you knew that Newton and Jasper were supposed to play last Friday, right? Right. Yep. And that game got canceled. Jasper went out and got a game against the the, the Legacy School which is not a bad football team, just because you look at them on paper. Um, but, you know, you talk about Hampton moving up in, you know, the rankings. Well, the direct result of Jasper dropping out of the rankings and losing that football game. Now, right. whether or not you, and I know Craig probably disagrees with this uh, as far as how the rankings are set up. But the way I look at it is, is like, well, Jasper shouldn't have lost that football game. And looking at the rankings, should they have dropped completely out? Maybe not. But should have Hampshire Finette moved up as a result of beating Cold Spring? Maybe not either. But looking at Jasper's loss and Hampshire Finette replacing them on those rankings, it's hard to argue. Well, and and so, Toby, go ahead. No, I, I wouldn't have moved Hampshire Finette by beating Cold Spring. They did what they were supposed to do. I think if you play them nine out of ten times, they're going to win nine out of ten times. Yeah. I mean, that was just a matchup, and it just didn't, wasn't in our favor, and I, I would admit that. That's a very good football team. Now, are they as good as Silsby? I, I don't know if they have as many athletes on the field as Silsby does. You know, D1-type prospect guys. Uh, are, are they better than Jasper? I I don't know. I don't know with this legacy school. I don't know well, if they here, threw here's some my, stuff at them. I mean, I don't know. But I, I know that Jasper's got a really good team. Here's my deal. Is it was a 34, what did I say? What was it, 34-26 was the final there? I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, uh, 34-29 was the final there in that game. So Very close game. Very close game. And you're yeah. talking about a private school. Yeah. That can, that, that can recruit want. their yeah, athletes, yeah. get who they want, bring them in there, right. in, in in groom right. Yeah. Really good coach over there, yeah. m- might I add, which was quarterback there at Willis, and then went on and played pro ball. I'm trying to rem- his name slips my mind right now. Yeah, you know who I'm talking yeah, about. Uh, they had the Bells Bond in Willis. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Is, is it Lagway? No, it's not, not Lagway. Lagway. It's the other one. Lagway's uh, the new quarterback yeah, yeah, in Willis. This, uh, this guy's older. He's our age. Bishop. Bishop, yeah, yes. Played at Blinn. Yes. Played at K-State, yeah. So, uh, K-State, and then mm-hmm. – so, he's the head coach over there. Head Michael Bishop. Coach. Yeah, Michael Bishop. 
so he's he's recruiting, right? Yeah, yeah. And and he's able and he to knew bring... to get that. He knew let's match up with Jasper. Yeah, and it, it was good on their part because they're obviously they're not probably building a program to say have them in the rankings. Right. They're trying to build their team for the playoffs. Right. They're it, trying to build their team for district. Yep. So no, it was a great move on their part, and it was a good close game, and that's like us playing Hampshire for Dad. I mean, that's a good. We had nothing to lose, and we we went up against a good team, and I think. Like these next three weeks, I think the teams that we got to face, it's those trap games, and you got to really just keep your guys up, keep them. Yes. You know? But playing your Hampshire Renettes, I mean, it's a good, it's it's not a bad thing. I mean, no. and I told you this game would not define. I still feel very good about what we're doing. Yeah. And that what we did this past week, I I think we did it pretty much what we thought we were going to do. No, most definitely. Am I right? Yeah. No, we did, and in in we had talked about it last week, and and felt like that yeah. that's not a game we're going to win. It's that's a game right. we could win if if things fell just right. That's right. You know, no different than us beating Dyball last year. What did you say year. our, our – uh, what was the stats on our running? We had 44 carries for what? 42 carries for 202 yards. There you go. Is that what you said, Trent, when you pulled them yeah, up? Yeah, it, it was 42 carries for 200 – just over 200 yards. And, yeah. And, yeah, so and they didn't just – Yeah, they didn't just necessarily years. blanket our offense. By any no. Means. And it didn't feel that way when I watched it. No. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it, it. Yeah, it was fine. Let's talk about teams that did move up. Love Lady. Yeah, slipped I, I, in there to number eight. <laughs> yeah, you'd be a fool to vote against uh, Love Lady, right? Yeah, now from they what they're showing. Right? They had they had a big win this last week. Uh, down there in the two A ranks, and uh, they beat Iola fifty five to twelve. Yeah, and uh, was able to able to move on up in there. And uh, dude, I like Love Lady. That little small that, school that football. Whole, yeah, that small school football. It's it's like. Uh, it's like Normandy there for a while. They had, yes. I think, two really good athletes. And when they were sophomores, juniors, and seniors, the football team excelled, right? I mean, yeah. and then now they graduate and they're getting yeah. beat pretty good by Love Lady. Right. And I think Love Lady did well last year, so that tells me that the they're, senior class right now must have been juniors last year, and they've got a really good class. Yeah, most definitely. And it don't take but two or three guys at that level. At that level, it does <laughs> you not. You can really do some things. You can yeah. do some damage. For yeah, sure. no, it's fun that small town football. It really is. Kirbyville flexed their muscles over Corgan last week. 56 yep. zero was the final there. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Corgan. I'm just, looking forward to seeing the Corgan deal, man. They, I kind of had that on my radar of saying, hey, that's going to be a fun game because. You, well, you, we you talked about what, it way Col- early what on. Corgan has always been, and it it may be what teams happen in high school football. Sometimes you just have those groups that come through, and it's just like. Golly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you got to just, hey, keep yeah, but, one foot in the other. I mean, but, this is what it is. And, and but, but we've talked about this. They, they graduated 21 seniors last yeah. year. So that means there's so many underclassmen that never got an opportunity to, to see play. a varsity snap. That's right. That's right. And now here they are. It's a whole new world. The speed of the game's different, you know. And uh, even at 3A Division two, it's it's still faster. That's right. You know. And oh, yeah, absolutely. So that's a big yeah, part. Yeah, when you lose that many, I mean, I've seen schools like, when, when I was a senior, we had graduated 23 seniors on the football team, and we were ranked highly. Right. And they just – I mean, and a lot of those kids below us were already playing a lot, but they came right in and went three rounds deep the following year. And it was so impressive to me to lose that many seniors and just fill the gaps and just go further than we did. And, so well, I mean, it happens, you know, and it, it goes back to programs – and not only programs, just having kids taught the right way at the younger level. When they get their opportunity, they're primed for it. Like, for right. example, we got 
on, on our JV, the number 64. We yes. watched him. I feel like when he moves up, He's, he's going to fill somebody's he's spot. Gonna you're fill not going to, yeah, you're, you're going to be like, where'd this kid come from? Well, you got to see it the other day. I and mean, he's a, he's a sophomore, right? Yeah. He, yeah. He's a freshman. Okay. Yeah. Freshman. So he's a freshman. Uh, the, uh, Noah Bradford is another one yep. on our JV that is that flying was, around the football that I he, think could play at the varsity level he right played, now. He played varsity last year. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, that's I'm saying you, at Cold Springs, we've got on that JV, there's probably four or five kids. Yeah. That will move up, and you will. They will fill somebody's gap, and you won't, well, you won't miss a beat. Well, and here's the next thing: is those kids that are on JV right now, how much they're going to grow mm-hmm. in the off season? I'm talking physically oh, grow. Yeah, absolutely, dude. They're going to yeah. be dangerous. That 50, that 65, 56, 64, what it, 64, I think 64 what whatever yeah, his a, number he's is. A hoss. When yeah. I found out he was a freshman, and some kids just to me they have that instinct, that football instinct. And he does. He does. Yeah. <laughs> no, he and does. That, and I'd imagine our coaches have already noticed that, and. I, yeah, you may just not feel like they can use him up there right now, but well, uh, it's it's same a matter thing of, with uh, the the running back. Yeah, I think he would give our varsity backs the speed that we need. Yeah, we're lacking some speed. I really there. do. I think we got a kid on JV that I feel that could give yeah. him some blocking. He's got wheels, and you would see that that offense even move faster. Who uh, who didn't have any speed last week? Galena Park Hornets. <laughs> Defeated Splendor 6-3-14 was the final there. I don't have any notes on that game. I just had to bring it up because it's not very often you hear the Hornets of Galena Park. What about our West Orange start? Uh, we talked about – gang over there. We talked about with, that. Uh, P&G. We talked about that a little bit. You know, I didn't, don't have any notes on that game. Mm-hmm. But uh, – I think they're a third-place team this year. I really do. Yeah. I think Sealsby and Jasper is going to get in over there. You know, th- in Hampshire, well, that district's so hard to predict. Yeah, Hampshire, it, that, it would be a good match. I mean, because you know, West Orange has always been known for their defense. Yeah, and I think that that them when they play Hampshire, that, I think they'll probably. I would think they would get a lot more pressure than we did on their quarterback. Yeah, and they probably would cover maybe even a little bit better. So. I'm not just going to give them that game. I mean, I, and I think Hampshire that's a good team. Don't get me wrong. I, right. I really do. They got. They got. I, but. I also know what that district represents, and I know what Silsby has, and I know what Jasper has, and you're right. That's going to be a tough one. So That's going to be a tough one, but I still got West Orange getting third in that district. So, here's – well, you're going to have to write it down this yeah. week. So, here, here's the way – You mind next week because they've got, they got Newton and West Orange Tarts got Newton this week. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's where I was going. I just pulled it up, The uh, that, that district. Hampshire Finette schedule. They the Hampshire Finette's got Splendor, right this week, right. and and that's going to be just a bloodbath. And then they'll be at Bridge City. They got Jasper at home starting district. Then the following week, Westmore start. Those two weeks are going to be big for them. I, I think they can take Bridge City. I think Jasper's going to be a, a very important one. Westmore's going to be important. HJ they'll win. Sealsby they'll probably lose, and Liberty they'll walk. Yeah. That's how so gonna go. so I mean. For those of y'all at home that are listening and, and how we kind of look at this, and we'll, we'll print this off and, and basically go through and write a W or an L next to these games right. and, and what we think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with these teams and kind of put – that's how we, we'll put this together with knowing what we do know about these football teams and stuff. And, and we'll write a W or an L down there, and then, boom, we that's how we get our district picks, right? Of course, obviously, the knowledge, the reading and, and, and talking and, and learning. But, 
Um, you look at Hampshire Fnet, I mean, that that October 6th game is a big game for, for both of them teams. And, and they go to West Orange. Yeah. So that that that's another deal that you got to kind of factor in. Where's those games being played at? And right? like I said, I, I thought that Hampshire Vanette, I, I really did. I thought they're a good football team. I don't think that their running game is to where it needs to be to really make a deep, deep run. But they do throw it around very well. And well, it's just hard to gauge because I don't feel like we had a lot of pressure on the quarterback. We had zero and pressure. And when you allow him to sit back there for four one thousandths of a second. Yeah. It's like running seven on seven. Right. If you've got guy and that quarterback throws it very well, I mean, it, it's just hard to gauge. Now they, you put them up against a tough defensive front team. I think it's it's a whole. I'd have to see how he reacts. Right. To give you a but, better. But uh, I'll give them this: that offensive line did a great job for did. Hampshire Fanet. They did a great job giving him time, letting him. Yeah, get they created down. that. It wasn't yes. given to him. No, you're right. They created that. So that that was kind of one of the deals that was that was fun to watch, and you know. Huffman, as I scroll down, Huffman's a team that we haven't talked about. They got a tough one this uh, – this well, they should win this one this week against Navasota, in my opinion. And then they're going to be on the road – or then they'll go on the road again to Columbus in a bye week, and then they'll be on the road. Man, basically two weeks on the road and then bye week and then on the road again at Livingston as their district gets started. Yeah. So – Hadn't talked much about Huffman Jasper. We've we've kind of beat them down pretty hard. Uh, Liberty is not much to talk about there. LCM's a team we haven't talked very much about um, over out of that district. But that district that Livingston's in, Livingston got beat this last week and against uh, Palestine, and uh, just not a whole bunch there. I'll, I'll get a good rap on Livingston Wednesday night when I'm at Bullet Grill. Yeah, uh, doing the pregame show. Uh, Brian will be able to give me a good rundown. I didn't see the newspaper article up to be, to be able to read, but um, online yet. But Livingston, I yeah, this district, man, it's yeah. All I have to go off it, of was a scrimmage when we scrimmaged them, and yeah, they they just kind of outsized us on the line, right? So, but, but other than that, I mean, I didn't feel like they had a lot of speedy caddy backs. I didn't. Feel no, like, there I mean, wasn't there was nothing, nothing over the top, other than just they were getting us up front. Right. And that just made it difficult. And it was early on, you know. Yes. When you talk about – Go ahead, Trent. Well, I said you talk about that district in 4A. Lumberton um, losing straight in the preseason is kind of – Kind of eye-opening, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I was not expecting that coming into this season at all. I mean, you, you still – you go back and you look at their strength of schedule, Right. And and that's my big deal, and I'm and I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, but uh, Hampshire, Finette, St. Thomas, right? Uh, Nacogdoches. This week they got Bridge City. I think that's a game that Lumberton should win. Right. That Bridge City game. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, um, really how it plays out. And for them and then they got Tatum and by week and then they roll into district play uh getting into the real fall season of October so Lumberton's just they've they've really had a difficult schedule you know as as you look at it Hampshire Finette and, and St. Thomas Nacogdoches isn't isn't that big you know what I mean right uh, in my opinion uh but what did they do last week against NAC? I'd have to pull the, see if I can pull it up. Thirty-four to twenty was the final there. 
in favor of Knack. Right. Man, that's just – and Knack's not really that good. They, they Traditionally hasn't been really that good. No, they really hadn't. You know, um, you, you feel like that a lot of those teams take off and uh, – all those kids maybe make that drive down to Lufkin or something, but uh, they're really it's just it's not that big. They're not that big of a um, of a team, in, in my opinion. I'm trying to pull up this week's games. What else you got to talk about, Trent? Well, I was just I was looking over Lumberton's schedule real quick, like he said, and the strength of schedule, and it is a tough schedule. Um, well, with an amazing stat that jumps off the screen to me is that they scored 20 points in each of those three games. Total 28 points. Well, total 60 points. Okay. It's, it's 20 points in each game. Right. So it's like Cold Spring kind of had that problem too. It's like they could get 22 up. We get and 22 could, and then stop. Yeah. We're just going to hold up and let you catch yeah, up. Yeah. And, and you better hope that there's enough time on the, on the, on the, uh, on the, on the, uh, clock. Be able to get there, man. We got some good games coming up this week. Some really good games. There's a few. So, I'm I'm scrolling down. I'm trying to get to the good ones. Um, Jasper and Franklin. That's that's a big game for Jasper. Yeah, Jasper Franklin, Newton, and West Orange Stark. Those are two the two biggest games that stand out to me. Yeah, Jasper and, might win that game. And one more. Jasper might win that game. One more. Who's that? Lufkin and Longview. Lufkin. Yeah, yeah, that's always the right. And you've seen Lufkin won. Yeah, Lufkin beat College Station. Yeah, they beat College Station. Yeah, that was a pretty good win. Yeah. Yeah, the Lufkin and uh, Longview's always a – if we didn't have nothing going, we could go see it. Dude, that would be a fun game to yeah, go watch. Yeah, we could go see it. I, I tell you what, here's going to be a good one. Huntington on the road at Warren. <laughs> For the smaller schools, right? Yeah, yeah. That's Dude, that stadium, that stadium at Warren is small. We'll build at Orangefield. Ought to be one to kind of keep an eye on, right? We looking for that gauge game. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking to see if Woodville can can beat them by twenty eight points. Yeah. If they win by twenty eight points, we're gonna know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I look for it probably to be that just going off of Shepherd in Orangefield. Yeah. That the, that just makes me think. Mm. You you go in there and and, and you watch that game and, and and watch the score and see how that game you know where where the final is, and that'll give you that opportunity to gain judge that Orangefield team and, and see if they're that four spot or if they're or Tarkington right. possibly take that four spot and kind of help us define what we're looking for. Right. You know, whenever we go through and, and we try to place these districts. I had I mean all along I had Anawak at the top of that district until we talked the about other day, and, he, and he said they're going to be like six in the district. I'm like, whoa. See, Trent, I wasn't the only one. I'm just like, hey. Hold up, though. I wasn't the only. I'm just saying. I'm just trying. When we got started, you know, I wasn't the only one. That, so you heard that, too, yes, last week. Yes, I heard week. that, yes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. That's why earlier when you said after this past week, did you, did you feel like they're going to move up? Yeah. I said, man. I mean. I, I mean, why? <laughs> <laughs> Trent, come on now. I like how y'all give me a tough time because I'm getting an even tougher time down here. <laughs> well, I, I we're just doing our part to support the calls, right? Oh, <laughs> That's all we're doing. What about Beaumont Kelly at Tarkington? Give me your tell of the tape, Toby. Man, my, my take is they 
I'd have to. I mean, you got to go with them. I mean, they're three. They have. I mean, yeah. Beaumont the, Kelly to me has never been just this powerhouse. No, uh, they're. I, I don't. I mean, it's hard. I mean, it's the more favorable to go with them. So I'm gonna just go with them. Right. Well, and and you know, it, it's hard not to right because right. they are in. in and a, it is. It's super exciting for what what they're doing down there. I mean that. I, I'd imagine the community members are just really pumped, and that's what you want. No, that's, that, that's what you want. That, that it's it's one hundred percent what you want. Yep. And uh, I'm fixing to pull something up here, if uh, I can do it in a timely manner. I want to see what they did last year. Them and Beaumont Kelly. Yeah. Uh, I want to see Tarkington. Tarkington and Beaumont Kelly. Kelly Catholic. They beat them forty to twenty one. Yep. They won. So. Yeah. So as as you as you look at this, they got Beaumont Kelly, and, and if you remember, the difference in all of this from last year to this year is that Shepherd game right now. That's right. right? Tarkington mm-hmm. won. They flipped the score on them yep. and won this year, right? Oh, and yeah. then beat Huntington, you know, a little to a lot, and then they got this game Kelly Catholic. We'll see how that goes, right? Yeah. And then they got Harden, another game that they should win. They should win that one. And more uh, than what they did last year. Matter of fact, didn't they scrimmage Harden? No, we watched. I watched Harden scrimmage Liberty. Liberty. That's right. That's right. And then, so in, in all likelihood, Tarkington will be undefeated going into the Hornsfield game in October. That's right. Correct. That's right. And that game is going to be at home with Hornsfield. And that's where you've got to pick up one of those Hornsfield, Kirbyville, East Chambers, and Puna. Yeah. You know, before you get Anahuac at the end, but you gotta one of those. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to flip one of those. You're gonna have to get in. Yeah, you're gonna have to flip that Orangefield or that Kirbyville game. One of them two. There's Tarkington is not beating. They're not beating Buna and they're not beating Anahuac for sure. And And I don't don't think think they're beating East Chambers. uh, That's what I was fixing. East Chambers is a show we matched up with. To me, early on, we're dead even. Yeah, I I don't think that they beat East Chambers. I think, and honestly, Orangefield and Kirbyville is gonna be the. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And, that's, and, that's and where, like I said, Orangefield ran into the wall. Yeah, right. Last year was at the is that second district game, and um, but like think, you said, Orangefield graduated a lot. He you know or he said Orangefield graduated a lot. Yeah. I mean, look, forty six nothing. Yeah. So I don't see that game being forty six nothing. Not with what they did to Shepherd. No, I don't either. I think that's going to be a close game. I think it's a twelve point game either so. way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if Tarkenden can – let's just say they've been hiding some things and they're waiting on that game. And they execute what they've been hiding and they don't know they're going to do it, could make the difference. I could, think it's one of those type games. Yeah. Because and, 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 I think once you get to the East Chambers and Bunas and Anahuacs, it's not it's just not going to be good. No, I think you're out – you're out uh, yeah. the athleticism of yep. those three teams. That's right. Each one of them. You're not a match for right. overall, so. But you can go back and, you know, what did Anawak do with New Waverly? Right. 30. What did Shepherd do with New Waverly? Right. See. You see what I'm saying? That's look. your scoreboard watching <laughs> to where you look at that and you go, wait a minute. You know what I mean? But and that's so what, that's where I like hearing the details of the actual story. Right. Oh, uh, we lost so and so and so and so wasn't there. Right. Uh, we had a, a unbelievable two onside kicks that just happened to go their way. I mean, 
But I'm not hearing that out of that Anahuac and New Waverly game. No. Uh, but I'm hearing a bad first half, but a great second half. Yeah. So if they could put two good halves together, they probably win and, that. And, he, and here's the deal: that Anahuac New Waverly game, that's their second game this year. I know. It's their second exactly. game. That's different. And I said that in a, I said that in a post game. It was you know it was the only second second game on the on the football field for for Anahuac and. Um, they're still trying to figure stuff out. That's I think that's why that there's so many penalties and, and going in those last two games. Um, you know, there's a lot of mistakes going on, a lot of false stars, a lot of holds, you know, that type of thing. Um, it, it's only a matter of time before the, the coaching staff reels that in, and that's with anything. Yep. Right. Uh, yep. You know, you said you said that y'all's that y'all's coach worked all week on trying to clean up the penalties and, and try to uh, not make as many mistakes, and it showed. Uh, so I can only imagine that they're working on that down here as well. No, most definitely. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. So will we all agree going into this week, week four, in, in our area, right? I mean, we could go across the state and pick a lot of a lot of bigger games, right? right. Uh, in our area. In our area, southeast Texas, 59 east, right? Right. Our big games, and I haven't even brought New Caney up as they lost last week to Willis. They have the Woodlands this week. That's a pretty big game for New Caney right there. Uh, Porter's, Porter's got a pretty big game uh, this week as well. But but the Jasper Franklin is is really a big game. Newton, Westhorn, Stark is that other big game. Um, trying to see who – Norman G. Love Lady, Dieball Harden Jefferson. That's not that big. Crosby, Barbers Hill. I think Barbers Hill's going to have their way with Crosby. Yeah. Uh, this I mean, week. Crosby got beat by uh, Baytown Lee. Yeah. Yeah, that's concerning. New Caney, Porter at Port Arthur, uh, Port Arthur Memorial at Texan Drive Friday night against Porter. That's what did be... New Caney do against Willis? New Caney lost. What was that score? I'm fixed to pull it up for you right here. As a matter of fact, pull up with Willis. I want to see Willis' schedule. I want to see what they – Let's do it this way then. Let's do it this way. Trent, you got time, right? Your wife's in Warren. And that she is. So. So I've got at least a couple hours before she gets back from Warren. That's a long trip. Dude, that is. That is a long, long trip. So everybody's thank- – Toby's thankful that uh, I have uh, – I can see this. Screen I got this right screen here. set I mean, up, yeah. so he's got something People to look at. People at home at. don't, they're not seeing this, but yes, it's definitely nice so, to have it. So Willis opened up, they're, they're 3 0 this year. So they they went beat 52, Rudder. 52 21 Rudder, okay, and then they get Temple. Now Temple, you got to understand, lost lots of people last year. Yep. They 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 were actually picked to win that game, which shocked me. Temple's in that same district, Brian's in. Yeah. But Temple lost a lot of people last year, so that one's under. Okay, then they go to New Caney. What'd that end up being? It's fifty-four twenty-one. Okay, fifty-four twenty-one. Okay, now New Caney, on the other hand, did have the recent O guy last year. Yes, which had their store year. They don't have him yep. no more, so that's going to knock them down a little bit. New Caney two and one, right? As as they got district. New Caney's going to get beat by the Woodlands. Yeah, there there's next contestant right. And then Oak Ridge, Conroe. Uh, Oak Ridge might beat New Caney. Yep. Conroe, they should win. Grand Oaks, they should win. Cleveland, they should win. That's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, JV squad. Yeah, College Park, they should win. Caney Creek, they should win. Yeah, that's so how I kind of got that going. What about Willis? Pull Willis is up. Pull Willis back up. I want to see Willis. You know, big talk about the quarterback at Willis yes. and this that. Yeah, I got to see what we got going on here. Let me pull the schedule. Pull their schedule up. Yeah. 
Okay, we're back Beat to the Rudder. Okay. okay, so they got Connor this week, or yeah, Connor this week, Grand Oaks, Cleveland, College Park. So Canada they're going to beat Conroe. They're going to beat Grand Oaks, Cleveland, College Park, Caney Creek. The Woodlands is going to be their big matchup. And then and, I think Oak Ridge. And, and Oak Ridge. What gets me about Oak Ridge is Oak Ridge has two guys going to Georgia. Two guys. Yeah. They have like the number one rated linebacker going to Georgia. And I think they have one of their DBs or receivers. One of them is going to Georgia as well. So, I don't know if they're not able to put everything together, but I had heard that 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 this is one of their better years. Willis. Or no, Oak Ridge. Oak Ridge, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, Fort Arthur. I'm sorry, go ahead. You're talking about Willis. Yeah, yeah we're, we're talking, talking about Willis. Yeah, <laughs> I was already way ahead of you well, on, Willis on the has game the, already. They, they got the the lagway boy at quarterback that's going to Florida as a two sport guy as a baseball and yeah. So he's here's the deal. What we're talking about Oak Ridge is one and two. They lost to Brenham, and uh, they beat Stratford. They got the Woodlands this right. week, or they lost to the Woodlands, fifty five twenty six, and now New Caney. Yeah, that'd be the a good 22nd. game. That'd be a good game with them in New Caney. They're on. They're they're on a Oak Ridge on bye week this week. That'll okay. be a good game. Maybe we'll throw game. that in the pick'em. Yeah, that'd week. be a probably good one too. Yeah. Yeah, with them not beating Brenham by or actually losing to Brenham, that's concerning. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure you got to tell the tape on Brenham from last week. Yeah. Brian losing to them. Yeah. Big E wasn't happy, was he? No, he wasn't happy. But he had, he had told me that uh, you know Brian had played Huntsville. Yeah. And, and Huntsville was a very good football team. He said they were uh, they did everything right. And uh I think Brian had I think their offense gave up five touchdowns. I mean wow. it was the second quarter they were beat, I think. But then they played Brenham and and he said that Brenham is not as good as Huntsville. Uh Brenham was a very winnable game that they did not win. So and and Brian actually scrimmaged Oak Ridge as well early on. So we got a little bit of background on on those schools. Yeah, just a little bit. And and I was working on this is what I'm pulling up right here. Yeah, there it goes. So let's pull their schedule up. We're pulling up Brian. So Brian, they beat Waller. They lose to Huntsville. Lose to Brenham. Got Randall this week. And now Rand. Now let me tell you about Randall. So they're all seniors. This is their first year to be all seniors. They have not given up a point all year long. Really. So are you going to that game? Are you going? You going to be in in town watching Case? I'm probably going to be in town watching Case. Yeah, they're not winning enough games for me to travel over there and watch. <laughs> I, I was just curious. But the Randall team is a very very good team. With, they're the all senior team, and they like I said they have not given up any points. With, with it being on a on a Thursday, that's why I asked. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Right, right. But in, in the the game over in Pflugerville, that's that's not worth driving to. No, right? they're they're it's going to be tough. I mean, looking at what they got, I mean, I mean. We gonna make the Harker Heights game. <laughs> J, JV football will be close to being over with there, so or it will be. Man. We JV won't play that week. Yeah, we could probably but go watch that week. That's the week Anawak's gonna be in Tarkington. That's gonna be the district championship showdown. Oh. <laughs> Man, don't people are gonna quote you on that? Hey, <laughs> let them. Well, Especially in the prairie, they're gonna they're gonna quote you, dude. That, they've quoted me several times, right? <laughs> on on some other things, but 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 uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be we're, I'm we're gonna we've already talked about it. we're going to that Anahuac Tarkinson game that Thursday night, absolutely. And then that Friday we're going to Sealsby, 
to watch Seals beat Jasper. Yeah, we're definitely going to that. That That's a must-go. Yeah, we're definitely going to that. Trent's even going to go to that game. He's going to get out of the house, and he's going to go with us. Yeah, we're going to go to that game. Most likely. Most so. likely. And I would say that y'all could join us in the booth in Tarkington, but we'll be on the visiting side there, isn't it? Yeah, bring your, ex- <laughs> bring your extension cords. So uh, you got plenty got of cords. Plenty of extension cords. Yeah, we – just you may need to bring a transformer to boost the uh, power as it's getting up there, so you don't have too much voltage drop. You know what I mean? Well, anything anything's better than the oven that I was stuck in this past fall. Right, I hear you. Got a special guest just came in here with us in the studio. Big Case, come up here. You want to say hi? Say go Trojans. He ain't gonna do it. <laughs> Man, me and this no. kid, we sit up here during the week and and i'm looking at stuff and he's like hey dad we need to go podcast and he comes up here and podcast with me don't you he, <laughs> he his head, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's he's all bashful right now but uh man it was a it was a good week good yep. weekend uh football here in southeast texas here in the state of texas period i mean by god the cowboys won yep. they're going to the super bowl <laughs> <laughs> ut beat alabama I mean that's that made my year oh, right yeah, and stuff. Matter of fact, I had to make a post on Sunday morning, make sure all them Alabama, oh Kelvin Wilrich down there yeah. in Cleveland. You know he's diehard Bama and Cowboys fans. He had a heart attack Friday, a uh, Saturday night after the game and after the uh, after the UT game and and uh, so he, he got revived when the Cowboys. Yeah, well, you got New good York matchups out. like the the Alabama and Texas one that just makes college football and. I mean, just all week I was, like, so excited about watching it. Yes. Know? And that's what's good about it. And, and unfortunately, just the way college football is changing, it's it's hard. It's going to be hard for them to continue the dynasty, I think, that they've had. Right. Uh, with the way college football is going and the pay the, of the players and yes. all that kind of stuff. And it's going to come down to who's going to who's you know, going to fork it out. Yeah, you know? who's, who's going to pay the most gonna money. It's not going to be the I'm going to go to this school because they – tend to win it every year and year, matthew year mcconaughey's out. got a lot of money yeah yeah i don't think uh the pocket not having deep pockets in austin is gonna be the problem no not at all that's not a problem at all trent what other good stuff you got to talk about and we've jumped all over the place today <laughs> i think we pretty much covered everything that we were going to, to touch on um you know there's there's you know there's those few games that are gonna that are jumping off the sheet at us for, for this week but uh, what I really look forward to is is district play, and I'm sure that y'all are too. Um, God, there's going to yes. be a lot of there's going to be a lot of deciding games uh, early on in some districts, and not so much in other districts. It seems like you know Wait, the, what a, some teams got a smaller or a weaker schedule that first part, and it's that second half that we're really going to be watching. So, Trent, you didn't mention the Gator Fest. Did we got the Gator Fest coming up. Gator Fest is this coming weekend. Uh, the barbecue cookoff was this past weekend. I asked him. I asked him. I said, "Are you going?" Got to bring the Gator Fest up. That is, I have been going to that since I was uh, young, young. Uh, Yeah, yeah. That y'all are y'all going? We're gonna try to go over there. I I usually try to go on Saturday. Yeah, and uh, catch that last concert that night and that that kind of thing. Uh, Yeah, that's that's a whole whole lot of fun. My uh, my uncle, uh, not my uncle. Actually, it's my my mom's uncle was gene best and they were from uh anawak and, okay. and his daughter's husband is uh, has the pharmacy there in uh anawak and then he was a superintendent for liberty for years and so we've been going to that gator fest like way way back and so i knew it was always in september that's why i had to bring it up yeah 
Because yeah, well, it's the fifteenth, fifteenth to the seventeenth of this, this coming weekend, and uh, you know they had the pageants, the barbecue, cook-off, all in the, the washer and cornhole tournaments all this past weekend. Uh, but uh, no, they've got uh, trying to pull up the lineup for this year. Is that pretty distract? Does that get distractful for the kids in football, or do they keep that? Do they? No. Not really, especially whenever uh, the main event is on Saturday. I mean, we, you know, it's football Friday night around here, right. you know, right. and we'll we'll push for everybody to go to Gator Fest. And usually after we wrap up the football game, we'll, you know, a lot of our fans and uh, football players will end up over there. Yeah, go get some uh, Gator Tail, fried Gator Tail. Oh yeah. So we have yeah. our we have our county fair. Yeah, into this last month. weekend of last September. full week of last September. Full, yeah, and our schedule is favoring that yes so that's a good thing but sometimes it's fell to where the shepherd game would always be well yeah whenever we had them earlier in the season and and now this year i just wondered because it it is it's definitely people in the stands that week is definitely way way down yeah because everybody's wanting to be out there and of course the kids (laughs) want to be out there so i was curious how y'all and anawak did that with the gator fest well, Reckless Kelly's playing this Friday night, and then uh, Saturday night it's Shane Smith and the Saints. How about Wayne so Toops? I, I think that was last year. He's not going. He usually comes. It seems like every year. Yeah. Wayne Toops. I've good watched old, him several good times. Good old cocaine Wayne. Yeah, yeah Wayne Toops. <laughs> I've watched that several times. That yeah. Shane Smith and them though, they're really really good. I listened yeah. to them in Vegas this past year at the NFR, and uh, that, that's a good group. Well, There'll be a lot of people at that one. Yeah. That's probably their main We may act. make it down there Saturday day. Uh, I'm probably telling won't. you, you need to take him, man. It's, like, really cool. They got all the airboat rides and stuff. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. It we'll go like awesome. We'll go Saturday day and then and then uh, slip out of there before it gets yes, rowdy, yes. you know. And uh, yeah, see you what, should do that. See what the wife has planned. Uh, we'll have Emery this weekend. And, and uh, she's she's been under the weather. She had her tonsils taken out a couple Uh-oh. Fridays ago. So, she's had to stay in the air condition. I know she was – probably stoked to get back to school today yeah because she was out all this last <laughs> week up. so yeah she was cooped up we ain't talked about texas podcast media yeah at we, all te- yeah we, we we run through these shows and don't bring it up but texas podcast texas podcast media and the direction it's going yeah it's a home base for a lot a lot it's home base for a lot so if there's anybody out there that has that would like to put a podcast on get with, yeah get with craig on that Info at TexasPodcastMedia.com. Yeah, Texas Podcast Media is the reason that we're here and, and trying to grow that and get it to where it needs to be. It's kind of a multi-branch deal, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're 590 in sports. We've been here since 2012, right? Well, it's and, got the history. That's what yes, you got, the history behind it. So I got that foundation, and, and Trent knows how it is with Anawak Sports Live that he has over there. But, uh, it you know, I created the Texas podcast media uh, business aspect of it in, in a platform for people to be able to come in and, and here in our studio and, and host their podcast, whatever's on their mind, you know, whether it be fantasy football or baseball, whatever it may be, or, or just, you know, health talk, whatever, Yeah. you know, it, it's a platform. We've got a studio here set up for you to come in. You can record, bring your guest in, however you want to do it. And, um, you know, Sky's the limit. It really is. I would like to see, like, put together a rodeo one. So. I think that would be really neat. So, Trent's not much of a cowboy because he can't ride. But I I thought. It's been decades. It's something that that I've really thought about, right? And 
with my rodeo background mm-hmm. for a number of years riding bulls hand roping. And then, you know, a good friend of mine, Luke Sims, lives up in Stu- Stephenville. He's got a great podcast that they started this year, and uh, it's called The Final Drive. Yeah. And they, their kids are really into the swine market and showing animals and going to these majors. And they, I listen to their podcast every week. Really, yeah, really yeah. good podcast. So, with all of that being said, Luke follows rodeo still like I do, and you, and right, you do right. as well, Toby. And uh, there's talk, him and I have talked a little bit about in – rolling into the NFR, doing some podcast and trying to get it out, and then each night do a podcast for the 10 nights of the NFR and then a final wrap-up show right. behind the well, NFR what's this cool, year. What's what a lot of people's not understanding on that side is is the youth rodeo for the last, you could probably say 10 years, has a group of kids that have come from 6 years old that are now probably 16, 17, 18 mm-hmm. years old. And, and that group is so competitive. And th- what Youth Rodeo has turned into, the money behind it, yes, is changing that whole rodeo scene. So used to, you know, you, you'd have to go out and it would take, you know, $80,000 to get up and down the road and you would win 100000 on a good day, you know, right. a good year. Now in Youth Rodeo, there's kids that are 1099 at the end, they're, they're having to turn in taxes at the end of the year right. of making eighty ninety thousand dollars $90,000 as a 15 year old. Right. And that's how big that that sport has come and involved and it's and it's just getting bigger and bigger. I've seen the numbers at Youth Rodeos probably 5 years ago. Let's just say a 12 and under would have 60 kids in it. You go to a 12 and under now it's got 120 130. Mm-hmm. And then you go put girls breakaway in on that. Right. And I mean now that they've added that to the PRCA and that whole circuit, I mean it is crazy how much money that they can go in there and now they could the numbers are coming in i think our leading cowboy in the tie down roping now is at about 250 or 260 and we're not even at the end of the year so when he goes for 10 nights in vegas and you can win 30 to forty thousand dollars a night i mean that guy may be at the six seven hundred thousand mark right when it's all said and done i mean yeah. you're not even you're not even to that point yet uh, but some of these rodeos, I mean, like Houston's paying, you know, hundred thousand, yep. Calgary's a hundred thousand, and I mean, you just win one of those big rodeos in the PRCA. Yeah. But that's what would then be it's so a... neat about putting a podcast together because it's just we're talking the bull riding, yeah. the girls breakaway, boys calf roping, barrel race, the whole nine yards. There's so much to talk about. Yeah. And there's so many good individual athletes that if you're not in that sector and you're not keeping up with it. It's. I'm telling you, it's amazing. It's yep. an amazing family sport. It, it's just. It's look awesome. at the Wright brothers. What they've done. Yeah, look at that. I mean, so, that's just we, like crazy. But we've done turn this sports this 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 high school yeah, football yeah. into <laughs> a, into a rodeo show. I think Toby's trying to tell me something. Well, I just think that you need to have a podcast or somebody needs to put that on Texas Podcast Media. No, I agree. And and let it grow. I really do. That's I the agree. reason I say that. I'm trying to get off topic. Maybe we'll get Case and Cameron to do it. Yeah, that's right. Get them in here and get let them. Cameron ain't going to do it. Case will. Yeah, Case Cam- will do it. Cameron, he's, he's, that, he's that shy guy. But but your Case, he he would get in here and yeah, talk rodeo. Yeah, he'd get rodeo in here and talk. Yeah, absolutely. Through, so. Well, man, that's going to be a wrap for us this week here on uh, the 5.9 in Sports Show uh, in Texas Podcast Media. But uh, it's been it's been a great week, and uh, looking forward to. I'll be at Bullet Grill House Wednesday night uh, with our pregame show, and we'll have that uploaded onto Spotify and all that good stuff as well. But uh, busy week is, you know, as we creeping into week four and getting closer to that district, and uh, 
Be sure to go to 590 Sports on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a share. So uh, I want to bring this up. So, you know, Facebook has that monetization, yada, yada, yada. So me and Trent was talking, and I finally got it set up to where I can make – get paid off of some of that stuff, right? So I have – there's like $340, right, right now that there's one thing holding me back. What's that? I'm 2,000 followers away. I got to get to 10,000 followers. I, I finally went through, and me and Trent talked to I was like, man, I didn't know how you could do that. Right. I got to have – I met one of the criterias, right? But to get to where I can draw that, right. I, I got to get to the second. 2,000 so, more. Yeah, 2,000 well, more. there you go. So, uh, but get out there and go to our Facebook page, share our podcast, hit that subscribe button, uh, let people know that we're out here. We enjoy doing it. We ain't making no money at this, but we having fun. And uh, we, you're you're talking to talk, listening to three guys that love high school football. So uh, y'all, uh, y'all, y'all just give us a share, give us some love, and uh, we're probably gonna have some swag coming here before we know it. Um, I'm working on that as well. So a lot of good stuff to uh, look forward to and work on here in the uh, coming weeks and get through this 2023 football season. So, uh, but that's gonna do it for us, Trent. You good? Absolutely. Don't get to. Check us out on Facebook too. We got our pickums every week. It's probably a little bit out of reach at this point, uh, especially since yours truly didn't make his picks last week. But it's always fun to get in on the pickums, and especially uh, not only on the Animal Sports Live page, but on the uh, Five Nine Nine Sports page as well. Dude, I shot up from like number fifteen up to number nine in yeah, the top ten. <laughs> I had I had a good week. I went six and one last week. I was killing it on them. Pick-ums. A lot of people, a lot of people forgot to make their picks, and, and I was one of them. Hey, right. Uh, I, I noticed that there were several that didn't make their picks, and uh, and uh, I was <laughs> case just flipped over in the chair here in the studio. He uh, he did it gracefully too, didn't he, Toby? He, uh, but anyway, but man, that's gonna do it for us here on the Five Nine N Sports Show for uh, Trent Hart, Toby Tolis. I'm Craig Irwin. We'll see you at the game.